0: Let me just check my audio, we're good. Alright, cool. Are you ready? Let's do this. Ready? How are you doing physically? Any better? Uh, Comes and goes.
1: Is that better though? Some
0: days are better than others. I literally threw up a couple days ago. That was weird. That's that's strange, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I just I must so part of it is stomach issues. like stomach and chest. Yeah. And so I just, my stomach is like weird every day. And the other day, I just like started feeling nauseous all of a sudden. And I was just like, am I about to throw up? And then I just like did. I I hate, I hate, I hate throwing up. I never do it. That's why it was so weird for me. I, prior to, so the last time I threw up before recently was in second grade. And then, and then I never threw up. Not from drinking, not from anything, until uh, earlier this year when I was having a panic attack, and I threw up. Not fun. And I was like, whoa, that sucked, I haven't done that in a while. And then I didn't throw up after that until a couple days ago. So, that was weird. Anyway, I was just recording that, so for some reason, we have that I think, the... I was
1: about to say, you could just put us talking in the beginning, and then just we'll get to the issue.
0: We have that for the, the behind the scenes- I literally- uh...
1: No, nah, just keep it in the keep it in the beginning, and then we'll, we'll go to the issue. That's what, like, most podcast people do. I watched this one podcast, man. Forget about it. What was the podcast? It's called Taste Buds, and uh, they argue food. And before not- they argue their food, they, they talk, like, 15, 20 minutes. Just
0: well, I was so- thinking for this episode, since it's yeah, been so you. long, we'll yeah, do that. You. Um, we'll have a little bit of convo to fill the time a little bit. But we never did the intro, so I'm going to kick that off. So... Hello and welcome back to WebHeads Comic Club, our podcast where we are reading through every single issue of The Amazing Spider-Man all the way from one back in 1962 to past, I think we're at 901 right now, currently. Uh, I am DA Comics, joined by... JP. And we are back. It's been a little while. Uh, whose fault is Let's that? I mean, so two weeks of the time were my fault, Every
1: and then every other time was both of us, because we just didn't talk about it. Actually, I think I came and was like, when we we doing the podcast? You're like,
0: I don't know. We had a little, we had a little, you know, we don't need to talk. It's not a big deal. I feel like I haven't talked. I feel like the last time I talked to you was the last time we did a WebHeads episode, though.
1: So- it could have been. I started a new job about a month ago, and that's just about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've been busy with the social life and, and
1: job and all this stuff. And job and all this stuff, and like, I guess having a girlfriend takes up a lot of your time, too. I mean, I mean.
0: Yeah, I was I was gonna say that but I was like I'm not trying to like out this guy if he's not trying to like bring that up but no but
1: that and just the job has been uh life uh, yeah I haven't been playing a lot of video games and that's usually when we talk so
0: I mean yeah yeah and the podcast yeah. was on hold uh, we were originally the reason we originally took a while to get this episode out was because we were trying to have a guest on but that didn't pan out
1: you know what fine uh, you know who the guest is this 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 episode it's the green guy one <laughs> He's the star. He's the shining beauty in this episode and in my daily life mostly as well. Um, I didn't want to finish my thought for before. I hate puking. You ever, ever, like, there's some things you just don't like? Yeah. Puking is one of them. I hate it. I get anxious. Does anyone like it, though? No, no, but, like, I get, like, nauseous and I get anxious which makes me more nauseous because I hate when you puke and then you can't breathe and you're like oh my god I might never breathe again and like, imagine how a...
0: I feel I'm already having a breathing problem and I'm really? out here throwing fair, up fair enough for that I wow. was my anxiety was through the roof and I'm medicated for that no hey. I I well because so I didn't like I mentioned I didn't throw up for many years and it became a thing where like I would say like I just don't throw up like when my friends would get drunk and throw up or whatever I'd be like yeah I never throw up and then this was right at, like, the height right before I started being medicated for anxiety. Um, my anxiety was at, like, an all-time high. Couldn't get out of bed. Couldn't leave my room. I was, like, flipping out because I was having that breathing problem and I was getting anxious about it. And there was one night where I was just getting, like, really panicky about it because um, I particularly wasn't feeling well. And then I just, like, it happened. And I was, like, that – I forgot what it felt like because I hadn't done yeah. it in so long. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. It felt you familiar. Just, right?
1: yeah. just one of those things you got to do sometimes is you got to yak and you get it over with.
0: That's the sad part about it because like, not to like put her business out there, but um, Reagan, she, when she feels like she's going to throw up, she'll induce it. Not in like an unhealthy way. That makes sense. But like, like but like to, like to get it over with. It. Yeah, not yeah, fight it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, not like in an unhealthy, you know, Right now, I like that. I, get, I
1: get what you're saying. Just like let it happen because as soon as it. The sooner it happens, the sooner you'll probably feel
0: exactly. Because that was the other night when I started to feel nauseous. I was like, I was like, I don't want to throw up. But then as soon as I did, it was like forty seconds of misery, and then I felt so much better.
1: I have a friend who's almost like religiously. <laughs> I think he doesn't do this as much often anymore. But he would like have an upset stomach, and purposely not purposely, but he'll do like, all right, I'm gonna go throw up, and then I'll be fine. And so he would throw up and be fine, like in <laughs> restaurants like that's parties like that's what he would wild.
0: do you just go throw up and not be yeah no feel i better. and i generally like because i just never really got sick enough to throw up and also like from drinking and stuff like i never like i know my limits like if i started to feel like i was drinking too much i'd stop and then i'd be fine so it was just never a thing with me but yeah that's my health update sounds like you didn't have a real 21st like me brother no i no i know my limits i can push them but i know like there are people who don't know their limits they just drink and drink and drink and then they get black out and sick yeah I actively didn't want to throw up, so I was like, when I'm drinking, I'll drink. I'll even go overboard, but, like, I actively avoided um, getting sick all the time. I think the drunkest I've been was my 21st or New Year's last year, uh, which was where, like, I felt sick, but I didn't throw up. Like, I, I stopped right at the perfect time where, like, an hour after I stopped drinking, I started to feel sick, and I was like, nailed it. That
1: was that was me this weekend. I know I know my limits, but my twenty first, I mixed a bunch of different liquors, and I didn't drink that much, but it just made me puke.
0: You can't mix so, liquors, man. I mean,
1: man. yeah, I was like taste taste testing every type of liquor you could uh, <sighs> oh, get my hands okay. on, and it didn't go well. But other than that, I've been fine. I mean, had Next you was...
0: had you not drank before your twenty first?
1: No, I definitely have. I didn't even drink that much my twenty first, but I blacked out and threw up a couple times.
0: So. I was gonna say, obviously, you know, just to put it out there, you know, drink responsibly, all of that. Um, but like, I I didn't drink until I was twenty, um, and at that point, by the time I was twenty one, I already kind of knew what I liked and I kind of knew what I was doing. So like, we we're just having fun, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, big episode. Uh, this huge. I almost said this week, as if we had one last week. Uh, huge episode this time around. What episode are we on now? Nine, I think. Could be. <laughs> Um, this is our Green Goblin special. Uh, we are only talking about issue 39 and 40, uh, which are obviously some of the most impactful, um, issues of the entire series. Yeah, he's got both of them. I've just got my beaten up 40 over here. Uh, this 40 displays really well. If you look at it closely, the spine is like completely destroyed, but it looks good. The colors are great.
1: I will say my 40 is like really nice. My 39 is all jacked up
0: the cover I really want a nice four I want a 40 sign by John you can Mimito, see that.
1: but you can see like it's kind of like it got like wrinkled or something I don't know it looks like someone kind of squished it but I mean we got that dog bars. cameo. She, she hasn't barked like that at this lady. that's not
0: true at all she does it every night
1: yeah I, was I just don't say. notice it as much when um I
0: was gonna say anytime I talk to you I hear that dog bark yeah she goes at it but um she don't stop but yeah that's our that's our our life update from the hiatus just working in your case working and and dating and in my case just recovering health wise and i'm growing my hair out for anyone who hasn't watched this last episode that's why i'm in like this awkward in between phase where it's like not quite long but not short i'm trying i'm trying something you know
1: yeah i feel you yeah i've been growing my hair out too but i keep cutting it and then growing it a little bit cutting it growing it because i don't i don't want to go through that awkward phase
0: yeah, you just kind of got to break a you know. Because you know? I, I, I hit a while ago where I was talking to Reagan. I was like, I was like, I kind of just want to like grow it out. Like go for the Nordic like long hair. And she was like, do it. Because I have pretty good hair. So I was like, I think I could grow it out and it would look pretty good. Um, so I just stopped getting haircuts. I, th- I don't think I've gotten a haircut this year. Um, right. wow. And it's not quite there. I'm a little worried because I obviously have the wedding in a couple months. So I'm like... If it doesn't look good, then I might have to cut it. But well, then yeah,
1: you gotta have to do what you gotta do at that point. But
0: we'll see how it goes. Who knows? Uh, but it's yeah, missed
1: too, because I haven't seen you since like I guess a lot of podcasts, and you could see how much it's grown since then.
0: Yeah, well, I've started having to part it because if I leave it here, it's yeah. gonna be like in my face, and it's just like right. doing the whole thing. But or you um... can
1: just do the the beaver <sighs> do like you used to. Or It's just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. No, even if I do that, it's too long, though, because the sides—it's yeah. just the whole thing. I'm just, you know, I, I gave up. I started parting it. it. Yeah, no, there you go. We ain't there yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, I'm trying to think of what, any other like housekeeping stuff to take like, I got a new setup. If you haven't seen any of my other videos, got comics in the background and stuff. Got this case with like Marvel Zombies stuff on it, the Infinity Gauntlet. You know, we're chilling out here.
1: You don't have your hot toys back there, though.
0: Hot toys over there. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's between the, the between the posters. Uh, you can check out uh, Around the Boxes episode twenty-five if you want to see what we're talking about.
1: I have been I've been so busy that I haven't rearranged
0: my room again. So we're in the same spot we were last time I'm for st- like the first episode. I'm still waiting for the green screen with that image behind you. Like <laughs> it wasn't just
1: like it fell and broke, and it was like I'm in like that would be jail. such
0: a good bit. And I know we've joked about stuff like that before. I don't want to. I don't want to say the other thing we joked about because I actually want to do it, and I don't want to tip people off. But uh, that would be hilarious. Like, it just falls mid-podcast, uh, and it's a green screen, and you're just, like, in some, like, studio with, like, <laughs> lights and, like, this nice setting. You know what I It'd
1: be funny if I was just, like, in a jail cell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, the podcast never stops, man. <laughs> I the uh, spirit, dude. The only thing that stops the podcast is our horrible ability to
1: schedule things. Yeah, my rec time was yeah. crazy this week. Um... So Spider Man.
0: So Spider Man. I think we can dive into the uh, the books. We we've, we've caught up adequately. Um, we can dive into the comic books for this episode. Um, the beginning of the John Romita era. You probably see if you're watching this on YouTube. I got a new overlay with John Romita art because we are in a new era of the podcast, season one point five, if you will. <laughs> Um, we had the Steve Ditko era. We gave our final thoughts on that in the last episode, um, and now we're here with John Romita, who is, in my opinion, one of the greatest to ever do it. He is my favorite. I don't know if I'm—I don't know if I'm—say
1: favorite. My favorite might be my boy right back here, but I mean, of course, he's—he's he's one of the best, in my opinion. One
0: uh, of the easy but...
1: top top three, easy. Um, I think Romita <clears throat> is the best. That's, that's a that's a valid. And opinion. even though. I've seen a lot of interviews with Romita where he said for the first couple of years he really tried to mimic Ditko so that there wasn't such a stark difference between issue or artist from artist for the the readers. But I can immediately tell a difference
0: and I immediately like Romita a lot more. It's it's cleaner. I feel like Romita is a... a better technical artist than Steve Ditko. Yeah. Like, Steve Ditko's art, we have we even, like, joked about it sometimes. Like, it's kind of bad sometimes. Like, there are some panels where you're like, what is wrong with his leg there? John <laughs> yeah. Ramirez is a lot more clean. It's a lot more consistent. Like, it looks crisper. And I, I like the way he draws Peter. Peter just looks a little bit less like a jer- <laughs> jerk, I guess. I don't know. I've got the dog no chiming chains, in on that. Hold on, hold on.
1: Things are going awry here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> My Spotify started playing. Oh,
0: yeah, good thing is not playing on the podcast cuz we yeah, will get copyright strike. Um but yeah, John Romita is obviously like one of the the greatest. I got, I got him up here. My my legends are over here. I got the Mark Bagley signed book and I got the John Romita signed book. So like Yeah, perfect. He he's up there. Top 2, top 2. But um but yeah, this is the the big event uh, every pretty much everything in the series so far has been leading up to this story. Right? Like, yeah, is that 100%. is that fair to say? I mean, I think that's pretty... I think it's
1: definitely fair to say. I mean, this is a turning point. I feel like I said this before, but a turning point in uh, Spider-Man as a character I and mean, as a universe.
0: Uh, this is whole. the story that broke up Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. That as well. We alluded to that last episode, but, like... This story is the the straw that broke the camel's back with their relationship. Like they already had a tense relationship, but Stan Lee, with the decisions he wanted to make with this story, Steve Dicko didn't like it, and that's why he was out of there. And that's why as soon as he left, they did this story. Because this was what they broke up over, basically. Which is
1: so crazy because it's such a good story and such an iconic story, and like e- Could you imagine if Dicko won the argument?
0: So a remind me what Dicko's argument was. He wanted it to wanted be someone we didn't know?
1: A random person. <laughs>
0: To be fair, we didn't know Norman Osborn until, like, two issues ago.
1: True, but he wanted to, I guess, from what I've watched and read and whatever, he just wanted to be someone random, clearly random.
0: The thing that I've thought about is, like, what if they never revealed his secret identity? Like, I think the biggest... Character that comes to mind for that is the Joker and Batman, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, for a long time, it was kind of like, who is the Joker? No one knows. He doesn't have an origin story. He doesn't have any of that. That's not quite the case anymore. But imagine how different things would be. And I almost wonder, like, would it have been like really cool if Green Goblin just never had his identity revealed and was just that like nemesis that I don't know. He just never knew who it was. I feel like that would have been an interesting. Uh... It would have been interesting, but I
1: think the fact <sighs> that like Harry becomes his best friend. And Norman Osborn is so close to Peter Parker, and they both know the secret, is just
0: so good. And obviously lends to a lot of good storylines and a lot of bad things to happen. That is the thing I was thinking about as I was reading this, is obviously this is a great story. But, and don't come at me for this, it's probably one of the worst of the Spider-Man and Green Goblin epics.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the first epic, so... Exactly. Like,
0: it's only the beginning. That's the part that got me so excited, was reading this and knowing that we're gonna keep reading the series. I was like, I can't wait to get to the later ones, because this is awesome, but it's nothing compared... Like, think about... I mean, there's so many. I can't think. I mean, obviously, the Gwen Stacy arc, and and, uh, the death of him, and um, I really like, in more recent history, like, the end of Superior Spider-Man when Green Goblin showed up, Goblin Nation, um, and Red Goblin at Eight hundred, like uh, so many, so many cool um
1: When he came back after one twenty two?
0: Yeah, when did he come back? In the four hundreds, five hundreds, something like that. It was pretty late, yeah. Um He was drawn was he drawn by uh <clears throat> then? No. Had a goof-
1: no, no, no. It was some artist, but I didn't know, I never really liked what he was drawn then. Yeah, I don't
0: know. But but yeah, I mean, uh, um, s- the summary of these issues, I mean, we'll dive in as we give our thoughts to the more details, but the basic summary is Green Goblin figures out Peter Spider-Man's identity. He's the first villain to do so. Yep. Um, even beating out Doc Ock to that. Um, and then he basically kidnaps uh, Peter, and that's part one of the story. And then part two is him telling his origin story. Issue 40 is his origin story. Uh, and then ultimately them fighting and... Um, resolving the conflict, which we'll talk about when we get to that. But um, the one thing that stood out to me immediately in these stories that I want to talk about, they made a big deal about Peter having a cold at the beginning of 39, and it never mattered again after that. Yeah. Uh, that was. I think they were just
1: really, really trying to stack the um, bad <clears throat> luck and the, and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, the uh, stakes. Yeah. Because you got, okay... And then he revealed he's got a cold, his Aunt May all of a sudden
0: is sick. Will we'll die if she hears bad he, news. If
1: she hears bad news, she will drop dead. So you got three stacking things on top of each other. They were just trying to stack. Yeah, and but it, really it, was it was just so... And they forgot about it. You know? They
0: made such a big deal out of it, like even changing the way they wrote his dialogue to have like the cold. Which was
1: so funny <laughs> for me because, again, I read these last night. I'm tired now, I was tired then. When I first read the first panel and he was like, Hab... Whatever, I was like, oh, it's a misprint. That's so stupid. Like, they misprinted it. And I typed, I have it, have. And then and then I kept reading. I was like, oh. And then I typed, type,
0: okay, I see. Yeah, I don't have an appointment, but I have this bad code in my node. Yeah.
1: Uh, they they okay. went yeah.
0: out of their way to point out that he, he went to the doctor. They wrote his dialogue differently. And then all of a sudden, Green Gom shows up, and he's just like, fine. I, thought, Wait, I honestly, thought it'd be more of a, like, was, I can't fight what? back because I'm weak because I have a cold. Like, he didn't say even that when once. he was um, fighting with ring out when he still had to have, you know, code. Uh, yeah, the dialogue. I just, I figured they were going to do the classic Stan Lee, like, where it's a thought bubble. And he's like, I'm weak because of my cold. I can't fight back. What am I going to do? And they just never really did that. But that was kind of the first, like, big part of the story was him having the cold and touching so we did that. have,
1: like, we just mentioned some of the more <clears> horny <throat> stuff where it's like, all of a sudden... Um, May was sick before and now she hears bad news, she's gonna drop dead. Now,
0: well, if she hears of Peter Parker's Spider-Man, that'll be it. She'll drop dead. The first point that I really noticed John Romita's art, aside from seeing Green Goblin in the beginning, because John Romita has an iconic Green Goblin, Um I've heard it said before, I don't remember who said it, but someone said that John Romita's art is very, like, soap opera-esque. Like, it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the scene where he's in the hospital talking to the doctor, and the doctor's like, any excitement will kill her. And it's a panel of Peter's face, like, <gasps> like shocked. Um, and you really... I, I thought of it in that moment. I was like, this is very soap opera-esque. Like, she'll die. Bum, bum, bum. Zooming in on his face, being all dramatic. Like, it's great. Um but that definitely stood out to me. I was like, oh, there's there's that soap opera yeah. art.
1: I love the doctor says you have, <laughs> your blood pressure is fine, but you have the pulse of the
0: superhero. Yeah. If he only knew. Yeah. Uh, we get to see John Romita Gwen Stacy, which is... Yes. Uh, she still yes. looks different than I invi- I guess she hasn't got to her like, iconic look yet.
1: <laughs> Again, like I said, Romita said he was really just trying to copy Dicko at this point. That's true, that's true. She's still got... Yeah, she looks... It is very... She's got those point, those, like, weird points to her. <laughs> yeah, she has, really like, like,
0: the curls here. Yeah. Um, I don't know how one does that, but... Uh, I love the scene at the college. Peter's lost in thought about Aunt May, and everyone's like, hey, guys, we're gonna be nice to Peter, right? Remember, hey, Peter! And he's... You know, Stanley loves the idea that when people are deep in thought, they just don't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, so then they're like, oh, he's he's putting us off again. But the part that really made me laugh is then Harry shows up, and they show us a bit of Norman and Harry's relationship, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. But Harry's lost in thought, and he doesn't hear them either. And rather than being like, oh, that's two people, maybe they're deep in thought they just go, oh, now Harry's doing it! Like, they yeah. immediately jump on Harry. I'm like, let's reflect for a second about the fact that maybe you gotta recognize that people just don't hear you. Right. But that's, they're, they're, yeah. They're too big for the bridges. There's no
1: way they couldn't hear
0: them. Yeah, like, oh, I forget what they said. Oh, he goes, I don't know what Parker's got, but we better put him in quarantine. It's turning into an epidemic! Uh-huh. Which, that hit a little close to home recently, but, you know. But a couple decades, sorry. About <laughs> yeah, but, um... Well, yeah, it's funny because then that crew is, like, mad at Peter and mad at Harry, and they end up coming, like, Peter goes up to Harry in class and is like, hey, man, you feeling well? And they have, like, a nice little heart-to-heart. We're starting to see the foundations of a friendship.
1: Uh, that was, uh, it was nice to see Pete not do what I feel like he would have done in a couple issues before, like, maybe, like, ten or, ten or so issues before and probably just be a dick to him. Yeah. Struck him off. Yeah, he's being the bigger man and still trying to help him and give him advice, even though Harry's been pretty much, I don't know, I wouldn't say, yeah, I guess a bully to him.
0: 100%. And and that's where you start to kind of see, Um, he has the, like, Harry starts talking about his situation, and Peter's like, wow, poor guy, like, no wonder he's been so bitter. Like, yeah, you start to see that empathy where it's like, oh, like... Harry's being a jerk because his dad is a jerk to him. Flash is a jerk because of his, you know, like all of these dynamics. You start to dive into a little bit more, and also Gwen is still crushing on him hard, despite the fact that she's been over him many times. Of course, of course. But got to set that up. When do they actually start dating? I don't remember. I have no clue. I guess we'll find out. <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah. But like you said, we've seen a little bit of the Harry Osborne, uh, Norman Osborne relationship, and we find out that. It supposedly used to be a good relationship. We find out it really wasn't in the next issue. Even though Harry said, like, we had a good relationship until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Which would be around the first appearance of the Green Goblin in their time frame.
0: Starting to connect so that's the pieces. Interesting. I really wonder how many readers back in the 60s were reading this book and at this point in the story guessed. I mean,
1: you gotta say most of them, right?
0: I don't know, because, like... Obviously they were trying to like leave it as like a big reveal at the end. So I wonder if people caught on to it or not. Like they they says, were leaving breadcrumbs, but I feel like <clears throat> if you're at a
1: certain age, if you're not like a child, even if you are a child and you and you read the the <clears throat> thing says Spider and the Green Goblin both unmasked, <clears throat> and then you get this scene, you're probably like
0: Well. Yeah, I guess there's I guess. a chance. Yeah. I mean I j I can't put myself in those shoes because even when I've tried to read these as if I was back in the sixties uh, reading this issue, it's like, I know, like, yeah. you, you can't not know that Green Goblin is Norman Osborn. So reading it, like, I, I couldn't look at it from any other lens. No.
1: But then we shoot to um, Spidey uh, shaking off the cobwebs and doing a little swing to see if he can feel better. Yeah. He... And uh, he swings right into what seems to be a bunch of gangsters holding a place up.
0: Burglars or something.
1: Yeah, Burglars. Know you want to call them, the but
0: comes
1: first out. off, I love the way they talk. I always <clears> love the way that he that stands uh, as the dialogue for you know good or gangsters. Good Says Woik.
0: good boyk, W O I K, good boyk, boy. Oh, and Bernard is B O I N, so it's good boyk, Bernard. <laughs> I can't do the accent, but that's the Was way it's it? written. It's <laughs> what we were waiting for, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you. We won't have to listen to any more of his blasted yapping. It's a perfect Absolutely. Italian uh, gangster, maybe a stereotype. I'll let you decide. But um, yeah, no, it. it the scene, I, I had, I don't think I've ever read these comics, so I honestly didn't know how this whole story went down. I knew that the identities were revealed, and I knew the amnesia at the end. Um, right. but when he started fighting all these gangsters, I was like, Am I reading one of the like early issues? Like, what is going on here? Like, we're just, we're just fighting for, some random gangsters? Like, come on.
1: It went on for way too long. I will say that. Yeah, I was. This could have been about a page two at max. It, well, it's it part of for, his plan,
0: though. But it and went
1: for, like, five pages. It maybe did, it yeah, space. it did. It, it, it was long. long.
0: It was long. And then they hit him with the gas, and I do think it's funny. They hit him with the gas, and Green Goblin is, like, flying up above them watching, and I'm like, it's, it's broad daylight. Like, you're telling me Spider-Man doesn't look up and just see the Green Goblin floating above him.
1: <laughs> and he's got that spider sense at this point <laughs> before the gas happens, so... Yeah. You'd think he would... I don't know. See him or or get a sense of him, but
0: a little sus. Not. but um. I also
1: I also love uh, Green Goblin with
0: binoculars. <clears throat> yeah, that is great. Um, but the, I think the big thing that I took away from that moment when so Green Goblin hired those gangsters basically to hit him with the gas, right? He yeah. told he told the gangsters it would beat Spider Man. That was a lie. They were only there to gas him so that he would lose his spider sense, so that Green Goblin could trail him. Um, and I'm noticing that like a lot of. As we go through the Spider-Man comics, we'll see that throughout Spider-Man's history, a lot of his best villains, the secret to them beating him, was negating his Spider-Sense. Right. Because you see it with Green Goblin, you see it with Venom. You know, Venom doesn't trigger his Spider-Sense, so he he ends up being a big problem for him, Carnage, too. Um, So that's an interesting dynamic that, like, Spider-Man relies on his Spider-Sense so much uh, that that becomes a problem. And later on, he'll end up losing his Spider-Sense, and that's a whole other thing, but
1: i mean especially at this point the spider sense is like a superpower superpower where it like can literally do anything the writer decides like, where is
0: there. dr doom he's yeah, over Doom's there over
1: there the <laughs> green guy went looking at me through binoculars about 100 <clears throat> feet away I, I can't see him
0: yeah like i remember a little anecdote here when we played the marvel multiverse role-playing game yeah. uh jp you were playing spider-man uh, i tried to record this to have it on YouTube but it never worked out. And I remember you were like, Can I have like the Ditko spider sense where I just <laughs> yeah. I just know where to go you know everything? And I'm like, uh no, <laughs> you cannot
1: no, it's so easy I'd be mean, like, what door are the captors in? It's you like know? right there. Oh okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah. it's a little OP but they they nerf him later. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so the
1: classic, classic scene of uh Parker going and changing back, or Spider Man going back and changing into Peter Parker and Green Goblin just kind of
0: hovering behind him and finding out that it's just a kid. Yeah, and the narration. I mean, it's thought bubbles for Green Goblin. He's like, aha, he's just a kid. He can't be 19 or 20. He's, you know, whatever. And then he ends up overhearing him at the Daily Bugle, so he finds out his name is Peter Parker. He follows him to find his house. He really just gets one up on him. Also love
1: Jameson in this issue. He was just absolutely vintage Jameson.
0: Off the rails. Um,
1: Um, Off the rails, just going at it. I just. I love. love. I love. I love reading. Whenever Jameson, is, Jameson is is on the, uh, on the page. Yeah. It's just so good. In and it's only. It's only been getting better.
0: And this book is good, but I especially love, and I think it's the next issue when they're looking for Peter Parker and they're like, they call Jameson, and they're like, where is he? And he's like, he's like, I don't know, probably stealing a hubcap somewhere. It's like, <laughs> uh, that is really funny, but uh, I can see what it is when we get there. But, um, yeah, my favorite panel from probably both these issues, is the panel when Green Goblin swoops down in front of Peter outside of his house in Queens, and he goes, correct, Parker, your web-slinging masquerade is finally finished, and so are you, Spider-Man. And just the way John Romita draws him, he has this like menacing smile on his face, like he won, you know. That's a great panel.
1: It's pretty amazing. Also, uh, Green Goblin microphone.
0: Yeah, yeah. He has all sorts of wacky gadgets, and he has a a goblin cannon later, so.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, it's actually insane. But the fight that takes place in his backyard, or his front yard, um, at his house. I mean, that's like, talk about close to home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and you feel the stakes of it because, like, if Aunt May Definitely. looks out the window, she's going to see them. She's going to have a heart attack and die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, any neighbor could see them and be like, yep. yo, P- that Peter Parker kid is doing a lot of acrobatic stuff fighting the Green it's Goblin. He's doing a lot of, of Spider Man stuff. Yeah. Um, Green Goblin actually ends up doing Peter a favor by using the smoke yes. attack because that blocks out. So when Aunt May looks out the window, all she sees is smog. Now, it's like I hear a lot of funny noises outside. I want to mention one inconsistency with this fight scene, though. I don't know if you noticed this. Earlier when he's at the doctor and he's checking his arm, he goes, Man, I'm glad I took my costume off. Beginning of this fight, he goes to shoot a web and he goes, Oh, no, I forgot. I'm not wearing my costume. Next page, his clothes start to get ripped and he has his costume on under the clothes. Yeah, I noticed
1: that and I was like, does he just... I don't know.
0: I think they just kind of forgot about that detail. They just
1: wanted the suit under... I, they wanted him to be able next, to put the
0: suit on. How do you forget about that? But it's the next page. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he just had his web shooters off, I mean, but he had I the think costume on. I that's what they are
1: trying to get at, is that he didn't have the web shooters, like the gloves on, but he had the, the suit on.
0: It felt like a huge plot hole. I mean, I was, I was thrown off. But it makes sense, because they want him to have the costume in the next issue. Because this issue, the fight scene is Peter Parker versus Green Goblin. The next issue is Spider-Man versus Green Goblin. Like, there's kind of a, a difference there. Yeah. Um, but it's just like all of a sudden he had his costume on and I was like, wait, we've talked about him having it off like multiple times. Just like we talked about him having a cold and then that never came up. Um, so that's interesting. But the issue kind of abruptly, I mean, he, he kidnaps him, flies him over to his headquarters. And this is where I feel like we could have taken less pages fighting the gangsters and added a bit more pages here. Cause it's like over the course of two pages, we go from fighting in the backyard to Green Goblin unmasking in his lair.
1: I think it would have been pretty cool before the unmasking if there was dialogue, a lot more dialogue between the two of them. Yeah. and kind of like, you know, ramp up the reveal.
0: I think they just wanted to end the issue with yeah. a cliffhanger, whereas I do agree if we had gotten into issue 40 and there was more of that back and forth where Peter's trying to stall him, trying to get him talking, and then, like, by riling up, he goes, you know what? And, like... Cause this is just a little cheesy. It's like I've got you captured. Here's my face. Like whereas it was a more emotional like they,
1: thing. They cut down a few pages on the, uh, you know, <clears throat> him fighting the robbers or whatever, and just
0: added some of that. Yeah. You know, back and forth into this issue, and it still ended on a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, even with like, even if you save the unmasking for next issue, right? Yeah. You still have like he's captured by the Green Goblin. How is he gonna escape? Like that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> And then you could get to the next issue, go through that dialogue of him explaining why he's doing it, and kind of, you're seeing that he's, like, crazy. I mean, we kind of knew the Green Goblin was crazy, but now we really see that he's crazy. This is the first time we really dive into his insanity. Uh, And I think it would have been way better if it was, like, an emotional outburst, where he goes, like, ah, and, like, rips it off. But it's still cool. It's still cool. Still unmasked Green Goblin. Yep. Pretty cool.
1: Pretty sick. The next issue, though, is <laughs> mm-hmm. something to behold. Let's see. Well, can I get this on my? So another thing is, I got a, I got a, a Kindle, I got an Amazon Fire
0: tablet. So he was, he was jealous of my tablet reading on Marvel. It alone. really, I really
1: was, honestly. So not
0: a sponsored segment, but we are reading cool. all of our comics on Marvel Unlimited. So hey, Marvel, if you want to sponsor us, just let me know.
1: That's very true. From the omnibus <clears throat> to the Amazon Fire.
0: Yeah, yeah. You ran out. I'm out of the um, it. ascended. Yeah. Never ascended. Now you can read so literally all of them. Yes.
1: Issue forty. The end of the Green Goblin. Spidey saves the day. A fantastic cover with Spider Man now fully dressed.
0: One of my favorite Spider Man covers of all time.
1: You know, with a uh, aggressive stance over Green Goblin with you know the glider on fire in the background and all the rubble. So Absolutely I... classic.
0: So fun fact about uh, another personal anecdote. My issue forty that I have. This was the second Silver Age Spider-Man book that I ever got. It's a good one to get. Because I, <laughs> I got I got 19, which was my first one. And then this was actually a gift to me from my brother, who also collects comic books. And he got it for me for Christmas, I think. And I remember just like, this was before I knew, like now I know basically every issue of Spider-Man, you know, just as a collector. But back then I was a kid, I didn't really know them. So this was my first time seeing it when I got it. And this cover is so freaking good. You got Green Goblin on the ground, fire in the background, Spider-Man standing over him. It's just awesome.
1: I love the way with the fire and the smoke goes up into the cobwebs of the title. Yeah, yeah, it's just. It just looks sick.
0: John Romita came out with bangers. The cover for 39 and 40, unmatched.
1: They literally have a toy that I have, (coughs) or like a toy statue, for issue
0: 39. Oh, yeah. Where it's yeah. the Green
1: Goblin, and then he has, like, a hole for a hand with rope, and it's literally the cover.
0: They've done cover swipes of it. And I remember for 800, yeah. I have a variant that's Red Goblin dragging Peter, and it's, like, yeah. an exact cover um, match. Yeah. So, iconic. John Amita really came out swinging with these two. I mean, it's not like it's not like John Amita started on some, like, random issue and then built up. Like, no, they came nah, out yeah. banging.
1: Boom. But, and um, the Green Goblin picks up right where they left off issue 39 and uh, immediately Peter's like well I need to get this lunatic to keep talking so I can struggle out of this this coil that he's got me in so he obviously knows puts two and two together
0: well let's yeah. not forget the very beginning of the story Peter picks up on his insanity because he mentions right. Harry and then Norman crumbles
1: yeah that's what I'm getting to
0: yeah like Norman Harry crumbles because
1: obviously he recognized um, Norman.
0: Yeah, he goes. I should have known you. You have a son, Harry. And then immediately, Norman's like, "Harry, my son!" And he just starts like freaking out. So it's Peter a Jekyll picks
1: and up on. Type of deal going on almost immediately in, in, in the first page. And so yeah, like he gets a whiff of that, and it's like, I want to get this guy going so I can get out of these coils," which he's in for a very long time.
0: Yeah, most of the issue. Most of the issue, yes. It's mostly and... just them talking, which I actually enjoy because it's a lot of storytelling, a lot of yep. depth to it. Let me get the
1: backstory to Norman Osborn, and it could have been a Perry, and obviously how he became the Green Goblin. Um, so they didn't have a good relationship. No, no. So Harry said that in the last issue. <clears throat> Whatever you yeah. want to think about that, you can think about that. That they had a good relationship before, you know, two years ago.
0: You know, a child of but that circumstance, they're gonna, you know. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, anybody <clears throat> that knows any Norman Osborn media, if you talking about cartoon, movies, the relationship that pretty much always happens between Norman and Harry is what is explained here, you know. Norman doesn't really have any time for Harry. Shoes him off a lot. Yeah. is a pretty terrible father to him. Yeah. And uh, tries to make up with the at uh, at times, with with gifts and money and everything, and that's not. He's like delusional
0: about it though, because yeah. he thinks that he was a good father. When exactly. he he's like, I no know. one can say I wasn't, uh, but he was. And I gotta I say, like, yeah, I gotta say, I gotta give Stanley props for this issue specifically because he's mentioned it in other comic books, and I just know from the time like a lot of what comic books were in the 60s was like just keep it to action, not a lot of words. Like we want kids to be able to just flip through it and bam, pow, this, that, the other. This book has so much dialogue and thought, and it's it makes it a better story, but I gotta give him respect for doing that. Cause I feel like at the time that was like a bad idea, or at least like a risky move to add all that text, because like kids will be bored with it. But I think he had faith that people were invested enough in this story that it would come through that like we wouldn't have got all this background. Like it would have been like, ah, oh, he's Harry's dad and he's evil. Bam pow they fight. Like that would have been the like earlier issue. But I think at this point in Spider-Man, we're 40 issues in. He's starting to get the confidence to, like, I can tell stories here.
1: Right. 100%. But, uh, we also see more of the backstory with, uh, what's, his, what's his name again? Um, Professor Storm. They were business partners, and Norman pretty much cut him out. Yep. And uh, called the police. <laughs> Ended up calling the police. on him, getting him arrested. Um, so it was Storm's original formula that Norman messed around with that ended up exploding and causing him to become the Green Goblin.
0: Which, it's been a while since I've read or knew about Green Goblin's origin. I didn't realize that it was an accident. I I was caught up in the movies where it was an intentional, like, I'm going to test this thing and whatever. I didn't realize that it was an explosion, which feels a little bit less... I don't know. I don't like that as much.
1: It's definitely better when it's like, alright, I'm gonna go ahead and take the serum or whatever and I'm going to inject myself with something that I think is gonna make me stronger, faster, more intelligent, and then it, you know, goes awry instead of, like, oh, you know, trying to figure out my, my ex-partner's you Yeah,
0: because that, that when it was intentional, that fit his character. Right. You know, like, arrogant and egotistical, whereas this just feels like another Dr. Octopus or another Electro. It's like, boom, explosion! I'm stronger now, but I'm also crazy, but I don't realize it. Like, that just kind of, like, it's a little too similar to Dr. Octopus's origin, where, like, it was an explosion and he went crazy. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's okay, you know, it's fine. I was just a little disappointed reading that. But the panel, that art in that panel is incredible. Yeah, it's,
1: it's absolutely insane. It's amazing. I love the, obviously, I yeah, it, the, like, the green in there. Yeah, you got the green
0: and, like, the silhouette and this faded explosion. It's very good. I
1: love him when he's, like, okay, he plans for months. Like, he's got to do intelligence, this new um, strength and everything like that. And he's like, well, I'm going to... I got to do something with this. I'm going to become one of the, you know, the costume villains out there, right? That's his big idea. And he's like, I'm going to create a costume, and I'm going to make it my favorite color green. <laughs> That's the reason.
0: He's that is funny, yeah. Is his favorite color. The thing, again... I was disappointed with the origin of how he got his powers. I was also a little disappointed with the origin of why he became the Great Goblin. I think this is why with the movies they changed it yeah. because it's just like every other villain. We've we've talked about it this is. every time we've had a new villain. It's like I have powers now. I guess I'm gonna be a super villain. It's like, why? It's, it, there's no depth there. It's just very two dimensional. Yeah. Um, obviously Norman Osborn ends up becoming a very in depth character, but just at this point in time, it's just another one of the other villains that like got in an explosion and then decided to be a villain. That makes sense from that point. Yes, there is a lot of that same stuff, and I don't. I yeah, I, I complained alongside you with
1: that type of thing, but um, I discussed it. At least not really complained, but there is more with Norman, obviously, with being Harry's father and knowing him for a couple of issues before he was at least revealed to be a villain. So there is a little bit more to him
0: yeah yeah like there's, there's the general, more the but general
1: the general yeah boom explosion i'm crazy now let's go be a villain is yeah been there done that
0: tried and true formula um that obviously they kind of end up mo- like a lot of these villains that had that origin they end up adding more depth to their origin later yeah. down the line so it's all right but um But yeah, then they add the stakes. So while Peter is talking to Ringgold and we're getting his origin story, then they cut away to Aunt May being worried about Peter not coming home, and he's not calling. Now, we've established that Peter was calling when he was out late. He was stopping mid-fight to call Aunt May. And now she's worried, and she's going to die. She's going to die. Peter did not call. He's home late. She will die. Yeah, and uh, JJ is the most helpful. We mentioned it earlier but here it is he goes he goes no parker isn't here what am i supposed to be a lost and found department he's probably out stealing hubcaps somewhere empty-headed teenagers they're all alike hangs up the phone and he goes miss brown bring in the whatever i want to make an editorial on how younger generations sucks yeah that i want to see jk simmons read that exact line of dialogue that would be pretty that would be pretty fantastic
1: i don't know i feel like I'm, maybe it's cuz i haven't read these issues in a lot, but i feel like JJ Jameson these two issues is just, like, at the top of his game in terms of comebacks and, and one-liners and stuff like that. Got, I hope he continues this way because <laughs> I literally love these two issues and
0: the way he speaks to people. Sometimes. I love J.J. as a character. Like, he's just yeah. an exaggerated stereotype of, like, the newsman. Like, yeah. it's so good. It's It's, um, I'm trying to think of the word. I don't think hyperbole is the word, but it's just, like, over-exaggerated, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I love his character arc, so I'm excited to keep reading him throughout the series. But I've um, watched
1: some interviews <clears throat> with Stanley saying that he was his favorite character.
0: To oh, I, b- I
1: believe that 100. Be percent like, it, it, he he said that he modeled after himself in some ways, which is like I can't see that. Obviously, from what I know of Stanley, but I'm sure
0: it's it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. kind of mocking the the. I was thinking mocking himself or mocking his boss, like mocking the editor-in-chief of Marvel. I think it was Martin Goodman at the time, um, who was supposed to be this very, like, uh, what's the word? Colorful personality, I guess is one way to put it. Um, And that's fitting. And then obviously, so we have that scene with J.J., we cut to a scene of Betty coming back to New York. Whatever, I'm over it. I don't care about Betty anymore. That's no, my I don't on. care.
1: I stopped caring a while ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and it's, and it's they're not teasing it like they're going to get back together, but they're still being like, oh, here's Betty, and she's heartbroken. It's like... I,
1: not only that, I but this is about. not the storyline to just inject that into. It's like, I do not care in general, but I don't care, especially now, right now. We're in the middle of a very... Intense arc. Can you please not with the Betty stuff? Yeah,
0: They did literally say, like, you probably guessed by now, but these pages were just to catch up new readers. Uh, Which, like, you know, I get it. whatever, I get it, it's fine. I do like, after that, though,
1: when Spider-Man's saying, I beat you three times, four times, whatever it was, I'm just going to beat you again. And Godwin's like, what do you mean? You never beat me at all every single time? It was someone else's fault and that's why and watch i'll show you he puts on he puts on like a projector memory like helmet and just shows issue 14 through what was it 26 14 17, 23
0: 24. Right.
1: and why it wasn't his fault that this happened and this happened
0: and this happened he never got beaten just here's, unlucky here's the thing he's not wrong kind of true he's not wrong he's though. not wrong spider-man never beat green goblin until this issue because it was. Human Torch showed up, Green Goblin left, you know, the Crime Master interfered, you know, like things always came up where Green Goblin had him beat and then circumstances allowed him to escape. Um, this is the first issue where he really beats him.
1: Yeah, I just like I just love that he's like, you know, you're you're an awful father Harry. No, I'm not. Look at all these great things I've done. I've beaten you before. No, you haven't. Look at this projector I have of my memories. He's like,
0: there's, he's, he's got something dead. to prove. He's got some, He's got a lot to prove. And, and I love the like rivalry of it because like yeah. Peter's like almost broken free, and then he comes like, you know what? I'm gonna set you free. And Peter's like, you only let me go because you know I was gonna break free. Like it's like siblings bickering. It's like oh. I was about to beat you. Even though they are like what
1: 20, 30 <clears throat> years apart in age, they seem like on very Level playing
0: fields in, in both Green these. Green Goblin's oh, insanity in has like de-aged his yes. personality. He's yeah. very immature. He, he has something yes. to prove. He he wants to beat Spider-Man. He wants to beat it the right way. I mean, we've seen that before. When Human Torch showed up, he's like, "No, I want to beat him. Just me. Like, I want it to be, you know, whatever." But um, the showdown. I love the fact that Green Goblin stops to wait for. Peter to change into the Spider-Man suit because he's like, I want to fight Spider-Man, but I'm just imagining like in the comic panels, it's like one panel, right? And then he suited up. Imagine in like he's real just... time. It's like, oh, you're gonna get it. Un- undoing the buttons, like slowly pulling, like undoing his belt, like just this the awkward just pause. Like, yes, you dress, you undress and redress. Goblin throwing man. ones out here. <clears throat> hey, there is favorite color green, you know? <clears throat> yeah, and then, then when he's all suited up, <clears throat> like. All right, ready? Set? Okay, go. Let's fight. Let's yeah, it's go. like, all right, ready? And go! Um, So it works in a comic, wouldn't work in any other medium, but I got a kick out of it. I thought it was funny. Uh, and then we get just a great, classic Spider-Man Green Goblin fight. 100%. Throwing gadgets and then webbing it and then, you know, breaking that web. It's just this back and forth. It just reminds me of, like... Harry Potter versus Voldemort, like, Obi-Wan versus Anakin, like, those duels where it's just, like, so equal and even and it's just, like, back and forth, you know? A proper That's rival. Like, it
1: is very, very even. So, yeah. same playing field in terms of mentally, but also just their abilities with gadgets, both of them. The different types of webs <laughs> he, that Sherman has, different types of bombs and slices.
0: truly is into. a match for him.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like he, it's fun to watch. Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not like these other fights where Spider-Man's like, I'm just stronger than you. I'm just going to punch you. It's like, no, you have to outsmart him, and this guy's smart.
1: <laughs>
0: and it seems like kind of at
1: one point, <clears throat> Goblin's cockiness kind of got the best of him, where he was doing the whole smoke thing with the glider, and, and he was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, the smoke, just trying to get him close, and then bam, knocks him off. But then and Green Goblin
0: great, does the, the exact, exact same thing to him because Peter fakes like oh I'm out of it and then punches Green Goblin and then Green Goblin's on the ground like oh I'm out of it and then he grabs Peter like they they're both psyching each other out they're using the same tactics like it's such a back and forth but like you said ultimately the end comes around when Green Goblin pulls out the cannon and starts like lighting things on fire right before that though he has the flying bat thingies Right, right, right. Sam Raimi took that straight out of this comic book. Nah, that's pretty amazing. Like throwing, like think about it. That one panel of Spider-Man going like this with like a bunch of bats flying at him turned into that like epic slow mo sequence in the Sam Raimi movie. In
1: in fire. Well, this place not fully on fire yet, but there I have to believe that
0: on. that fight in that movie had to be inspired by this comic book. Like you're in a, a burning building, they're throwing the bats. Like that that has to be like that had to be a nod to this yeah, issue. Yeah, it's gotta be. <sighs> Um, but he uses the goblin cannon trademark pending. Incredible. Um, and Peter says, Zat so? I'm all choked up. Zat. Is that? Is that? But um yeah, Spider-Man gives him a, a, a walk in the head, according to the the text. A walk and knocks Green Goblin back into a wall or something. He hits his head hard. The building's starting to catch on fire. He goes over and then He has amnesia.
1: I will say this panel right here. I don't know if my camera captured very well. This one right here when he gets knocked (laughs) back. Yeah. So that right there, the immediate thing I'm thinking of looking at it is it looks almost identical to 122 when he gets (sighs) pushed back by the glider. It's like almost identical. Like obviously I don't think that's what they were doing, but like it just
0: looks similar pose. Yeah, yeah. it's like crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely has um, parallels between the two. Um, and I was thinking, like, obviously I knew this issue was gonna end with Norman getting amnesia, but it's kind of smart, like, this is the first villain that figured out Peter's identity, so, they even talked about it in the story, that immediately created a dilemma of, like, does, he's like, I, do I need to kill this guy? Like, he's gonna, he knows who I am, but I can't kill him, like, I don't kill people, what do I do? Um, so if I'm reading this back in the sixties, I'm thinking like, what the heck is he gonna do? Because if he lets this guy live, he's gonna tell everyone, and he's screwed. Like, what is what is he gonna do? Uh, and the amnesia is a really good solution to that. It's a it's a yeah. it's a it was a twist. You know, I, I obviously saw it coming, but like from a narrative standpoint, it was out of nowhere, and it was a convenient solution to the problem. But it also creates problems down the line. So
1: and if I was a <laughs> reader at this time, I'd be very interested because I'd be like, well, no, no way they're gonna keep the amnesia, right? Well.
0: Maybe back then they wouldn't say that, because there's not there wasn't as many movies and TV They might have thought it so. was wrapped up and done. They were they like, that's really the thought, Green oh, Goblin! Well, it's done. They had no idea that they have 60 years of history in front of them. Yeah. But, yeah, they probably thought, like, oh, cool, Green Goblin's done, that's it. But then, I'm sure we'll see it as we keep reading, like, there's always that dynamic when he's interacting with Norman of, like, does he remember? Like, did he remember? Like, does he know who he is? Uh, yeah. And that creates a really interesting dynamic, but... That's pretty I love how Peter much. Peter does
1: undress and then redress a fully grown man, <clears throat> as well. I thought That's that was a well. thing that yep. you know is interesting. But then he just throws the costume
0: and throws everything into the fire. He really does him a solid.
1: Yeah, he could have been also like he could have been
0: like, "Yo, this is the Green Goblin, arrest him!" But he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna give him a second chance at life."
1: So this is one of this one of the original <clears throat> costumes and original gliders that are are will never be seen again. Burned completely. Next time you see him and all the other great stories, this cast burned to a crisp.
0: Yeah. It's the end of the first era of Green Goblin. Yep. Um, but that's pretty much the end of this year. I mean, Peter just goes home, makes sure Aunt May is good, and we see Norman and Harry kind of chumming it up in the hospital. But that is the culmination of the story so far in Amazing Spider-Man that is the beginning of the true rivalry. Like, this really establishes Green Goblin as his nemesis. He's the first one to figure out his identity. You know, they almost fight to the death and he gets amnesia later to return.
1: Yes. Very, very exciting. He doesn't return
0: till the 90s, 90s I
1: believe, with yeah. the drug issues, which yes, is going to be very fun. I do not remember a lot of that, only the, mostly the drug-related stuff. Um, yeah. don't remember a lot of the Green Island action, believe it or not.
0: I, I said it a while ago, we're pretty much in the territory where I have read almost none of these comics, so I'm fully going in blind from here on out. Next, well, before I talk about next yeah, episode. Wait,
1: I will also say, from now until 122, we get, I think, five
0: <coughs> Green Goblin issues. That sounds about right, yeah. Which if, is e- if even, insane. it might be less than that.
1: Well, I think it's three drug issues and then 121, 122.
0: Oh, including... Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's right, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: that's... So, from now until 122, five issues. That is not a lot for the amount of, you know... <laughs> for how, for like how
0: famous book. Green Goblin is. Yeah. He really yeah. only has, like, 15 appearances until they bring him back in, like, the 2000s. <laughs>
1: Which is insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why these issues are so important because like, there's not a lot of Green Goblin to come from and these two issues are like up there with 121, 122 in terms of the full gist.
0: Yeah, they're, they're so important, so impactful, yeah. so memorable. Um, obviously, collectors like fall over each other trying to get these issues, but also just as readers, like they're so important to the Spider-Man story, which is what obviously. we're here for, you know? Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: But um. Overall, I'm not even going to – we're not even going to rate these issues because they're 10 out of 10. 100%. Despite whatever issues they may have, some weird sides of Betty Brant, some plot holes in there that we pointed out, some goofs and gaffs, you can't rate them anything less than 10 because they're iconic. They, they are what they are, and, you know, leave it at that. But as I was starting to get to earlier, next episode, we are diving into some books that I have been very eager to read Since we started this series. We're reading issue 41. First appearance of the Rhino. We're reading issue 42. First appearance of Mary Jane. 43. The Return of the Rhino. Um, And I believe we're also doing, yeah, 44 and 45, which is... The Return of the Lizard. I thought we were doing the first three. We're doing, we're all on the way to 45. We're boy. doing five. So we're doing 41, 42, 43, 44, 45. First Prince of Rhino, First Prince of Mary Jane, Return of the Lizard. So many epic things are happening. So you definitely don't want to miss the next episode of Webheads Comic Club. Hopefully coming out next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Also, before we wrap up this episode, I do got to give a shout out. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. But the day we're recording this is Peter Parker's birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Peter. Yep. Is that in, in the movie or just in
0: general? Uh, it was in the movie, but the movie was based on, like, it's been a thing that people know August 10th is Peter's birthday. So, happy birthday, Peter Parker. We are nine episodes into this podcast. We got a long way to go. We got noises sounding off over there. It's like uh, in the fire, man. Sorry any uh final thoughts before we uh wrap this baby up uh,
1: even though we won't see him for a long time a very long time I will still continue to talk about him almost every episode
0: it's going to be a long time before we see this guy again that's why we gave him a whole episode but there is <laughs> that I know confirmed there is many cameos of at least Peter
1: thinking about him
0: yeah 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 between that, between that. We're going to see plenty of Norman Osborn. That too. Just not Green Goblin. Right. But um, that's going to do it for us here at the Webheads Comic Club. Uh, if you enjoyed, make sure you leave a like over on YouTube. Rate it on whatever podcast platform you're on. Whatever you think is fair. I think five stars is fair, but that's up to you. Of course. Um, share it with your friends. Share it with your family. We say this every episode. If he can tell yes. his physical... Therapist, therapist about it you can tell your friends about it tell your dentist tell your if my mom can watch this podcast then your mom can watch yes. this podcast yes.
1: and your friend your tell your co-workers about it
0: tell them all because at the end tell of the them day them. we just want more people to celebrate this awesome comic series with so bring them over this way tell you tell your barber <laughs> yeah getting a haircut they're and they're like us. hey what are you up to and be like oh i was listening to this I podcast the other day podcast.
1: If you get stopped in the street
0: and they say, "Hey, what are you listening to?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> Webhead's Comic S- Club. S- we S- should make S- that TikTok. S- dude. S- episode nine of Webets, Webets
1: Comic Club. And okay. They cut into okay. Side.
0: Okay. If you're watching this podcast because you saw that exact TikTok on TikTok advertising this podcast, because I now want to make that, leave a like. I mean, come on, you gotta leave a comment. You know, there you go. I really just like, "Hey, what are you listening to?" Oh, Webhead's Comic Club. <laughs> and it cuts into us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And it's literally it's me who's listening to it. So everyone's like, "What?" Uh, Yeah, we'll do that. Um, Or maybe I'll get Reagan to do it. But. yeah, that's going to do get, it for us. Get,
1: uh, get Gut to do it. Otherwise, don't even think about doing
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gut is our friend who was going to be a guest on this episode, but he missed they, out.
1: He they, 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 they can make up for that
0: with that. Missed out on his opportunity, so maybe he'll make up for it with that. Maybe we'll have him on a future episode. I don't know. I would like to have more guests on, so we'll see if we have some some interesting people. But uh, I'm going to wrap it up before we keep rambling, so thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you guys in the next episode, hopefully next week uh socials below on the youtube video go and check out jp over at his socials over there go and check out my other socials over here see you guys in the next one peace out peace